Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. And putting on your shoes nightmare at the airport. But now, there's an easier way new hands free Skechers slip ins. With new Skechers slip ins, you just step in and go without bending down or looking for a place to sit. Try new machine washable hands free Skechers slip ins. These caramel cold brew MMs are like MMs with a coffee shop vibe. Maybe too much of a coffee shop vibe. This next one is about the importance of friendship, so I'm gonna maintain eye contact while I sing it. Oh boy. You've seen the paintings. The Thanksgiving turkey being served at grandma's. The weathered farmer sending his baby-faced son off to college. Now be sure and write. The wise police officer sitting at the soda bar, talking a young boy out of running away from home. Where are you going, son? Norman Rockwell didn't create the best in us. He just inspired the best. Inspiration. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. We're about to take it back, back, back. You are now tuned in to Atlanta's hottest radio show. KLP Aftermath. We shut it down on the studio. You're rocking with the best. Oh, this is Ludacris. What's going on? This is Drake. This Tiger Young Money Zone. It's your boy Wiz Khalifa, man. This is Big Sean. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Kanye West. It's Jay-Z. Yo, this is your boy Wiz. With your host, Kennedy Lucas. On Swanky 93.3 Radio Station. The Heat. 94.6 E Radio Station. Morning, everybody. Or should I say morning, Simone? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Good morning. Welcome to the KLP Aftermath Season 6. I'm your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. We back. We back from the beautiful, the beautiful Miami. Of course, I, hence the title, hence my thumbnail of the show. Yes, I am going to talk about the trip, but I just got to say thank you guys for, you know, staying tuned with us. Uh, I know that you guys were looking forward to an episode Monday and or Tuesday. It is Wednesday. And it is not the morning time, technically. By the time you're hearing this podcast, it's going to be out uh, today uh, because it's it's early for us, but we're in the studio today. Um, we're off from institution today. So, uh, yes, we're going to be doing that, and it's going to be uploaded today in the mid-afternoon-ish. So, because typically, how the way our schedule works, guys, and it's... It's all it's a whole production, right? Scheduling, setting up, uh, the cameras, the green screens, the the audio mixer, the system itself is a whole thing. But another thing that comes with it is uh, timing. So the timing of it usually we we record in the morning, upload in the morning, boom, there's your morning show. But our schedule is going to be a little different this week. Uh, coming back from Miami and coming back and getting things together. Um, I do have a secret, secret project coming up next. Um, not a film project. This is a music project. A new a new album's coming for me. Um, I, I'm working on it right now. I got to meet some people in the studio after this session so we can cut it up in the studio. So you guys are going to see some Instagram stuff from music because music, Swanky Records is making its comeback. That's all I can say right now. But before I get on to the trip and talk about everything that happened, 
over the weekend because I did have a Grand Slam weekend. Of course, I've had my nearest and dearest cast members. I have Simone next to me. Uh, I've got Monica. James is here in the studio as well uh, to give us another exciting episode uh, for us today. Super duper excited for sure. Um, Simone, how you doing? It's good to be back. It's good to see you. What's going on? Kennedy, you back. It's good to have you back. Uh, it's good to be back in this chair in the studio to not only do another exciting podcast, but I get really giddy about these these type of shows simply because uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for what we got to talk about. Uh, we've got T, T, uh, Tyrus. He's going to be on the show as well. Um, he's going to be doing his new report. He's, he's back on the mic. I'm so excited. It's a Grand Slam podcast. We've got a lot of people here in the studio too. I'm, I'm really excited. Kennedy's good to have you back. Um, for all my ladies and fellows out there, it's me, it's your girl, Simone Teagues, ready for another exciting podcast. Uh, you know, we all went out of town. Some of us did go to Florida, Miami, along with you. Uh, we, it's so funny because when we were there, we didn't all run in the same circle. We all had our own different agendas to be in Miami, but we all traveled to Miami. Um, but it's good to be back. We're rested. It was a Grand Slam time. Kennedy, I saw it all over your social media. It seems like you've had a Grand Slam time. So I, we, we're we here to hear about how your weekend was because it seems like you have a long story. So it, it's all yours, but this one. Uh, look, look, you know, this podcast, we've, we've got news and stuff for the podcast and, uh, and other things coming up later in the episode. But I got to get into my bag, my podcasting bag about Miami. Um, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited, uh, to talk about this trip because this trip was, this trip was exciting. It was one of the trips that, you know, it's a, it was a weekend getaway. And I remember weeks back when my friend Mutsy, shout out to Mutsy, Jess and David. Those are the, the people I went with extraordinary people, uh, part of our squad. We do have a big squad, but you know, sometimes, uh, I've, other members of our squad they they have other things they got to do and they're not able to make a trip and that's perfectly fine but we were able to you know really make it work so you know they call me and say hey you know we're, we're out here we're going to miami we're doing some business but you know we're, we're traveling too uh for fun and business do you want to hop on and i said yes right um the trip was amazing the food was really really good we went to this nice peruvian um spot uh I've had this, this, it was like a rice, it was like a chicken and rice dish, but it was, they had a little sauce to it, and it was, you know, proven, so, you know, it was really, really good, traveled there, the, the hotel, shout out to the, it's, it's a hotel called the Yotel, and if you guys ever travel to Miami, and I'm sure they've got hotel uh, chains like that around, all around the, the, the way there, but if you go to this spot, it is called the Yotel, and it's not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor here for our show, Simone, but it is a hotel that I really, really enjoyed. Um, very, very new. They just built it, and it was a very techno, right? It was a very technology advanced at the hotel. It wasn't old tradition. Um, it was new tradition. They had the where where you go to the elevator. You have to use your key card to use the elevator. 
for security reasons. I thought that was genius. I thought that was the best thing since sliced bread that I've ever seen because I've worked in hotel businesses before, Simone, and I never thought that they had something like that. You know, those are the things you kind of see in movies. So when I uh, when I use when we use the key card and you select where you're going, that the whole the elevator goes to the floor you selected from the keypad. It doesn't make different stops unless somebody needs to take the same stop as you on that elevator. So it's very very good. Um, went out, turned up. It was amazing. Uh, different clubs and venues and drinks and and knickknacks and and traveling and walking and ubering and it was very very good that night uh both nights i've really really enjoyed it um i i I had my fair share of drinks i had a drink one too many on our second night uh my friends know what i'm talking about because you know i uh upchucked a little bit but it was a grand slam time we ate a lot of great food um we went to this spot called winwood and let me tell you winwood is it's an outdoor museum right it's an artsy museum where it has all the different kinds of art um that you can see if you guys don't know i'm a big artsy fartsy kind of guy i love art i adore art i really really do love art so when i have a moment to um express and, and watch and and really look at art i really appreciate it because these are artists around the world that are portraying and they're they're putting their all into their work and we get to see it you know um very very excited for that they had some artwork for sale too that you can buy but some of the artwork was twenty thousand dollars seventeen thousand dollars so i of course i wasn't gonna do none of that um on my way to miami in the airport hartsville jackson um i forgot that there was a a bottle limit um i bought a new thing of body wash a new thing of conditioner and a new thing of toothpaste and i was going through tsa excited and it was it was early but it wasn't so early um and the woman i I gotta say that tsa have gotten more calmer or so i've seen right if you work at tsa if you recently traveled you had a bad experience i'm sorry but i i've never experienced i haven't experienced a bad thing at tsa on my way to miami this weekend or the past weekend rather um but the ladies checking my bag um the smart thing we did was we uh we did just a personal bag since we were gone for about two days you know it well three days because there's a story after this but um when we're gone for a short period of time it made no sense to go out and get a whole carry-on pay 60 dollars for a carry-on for three days it just didn't make sense so we ended up doing a personal and my bag wasn't too full but it was full so of course obviously it was a black bag so they have to check it uh the tsa lady she pulls out my body wash and say i'm so sorry but i can't have i can't allow you to take this on the plane and i'm like shit because that was my body wash i just bought it the day before so she's going through taking <coughs> excuse me taking my conditioner my body wash and I'm like, okay, fine. I can get that stuff in Miami. It's okay. She pulled out my specialty toothpaste. The toothpaste that I buy specialty for baking soda for my teeth. She says, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, that's my toothpaste. Y'all gonna really trip about toothpaste? How am I gonna brush my teeth? 
obviously in Miami, I went and bought this stuff in Miami. So I, I didn't go stinking, but my joke to my friends that I traveled with, I said, well, I guess I'm not showering, not staying clean in Miami. They don't took my, my soap. So, but long story short, I didn't know that, you know, stuff like that, you had to put it in your carry-on because they, they check your carry-on, but they don't check it like that. So, um, very, very interesting for that as well. Um, we spent a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Spent a lot of money. I got to shout out my mom, though. Um, I, I, I have to. My mom actually uh, sent me a little something, something extra because she, she obviously I told her about me traveling to Miami and she knows that, hey, I'm going to turn up and have a good time. So she was like, hey, hey, just take this, take this little extra just in case you might need it. If you want to have a good time here, take it. So shout out to you, mom. Love you. Um, we it was an amazing trip. It was fantastic. I didn't see anybody famous, right? I didn't see DJ Khaled because I know DJ Khaled opened up his new uh, shoe store. Very, very good store, by the way. Um, didn't get to see DJ Khaled or anybody famous in Miami this weekend, but it was it was hot. Let me tell you hot as in sweaty hot and, and humid a little but it was hot because let me tell you them women and men right they were all outside we were we were outside beautiful beautiful women uh i can tell dr miami happened to some of the women down there in miami um but women were just so beautiful and we actually me and my my friend david uh got a treat because we uh at the hotel apparently i think there were a like a fashion show going on right so a lot of models stayed at the hotel we stayed at so it was very very uh <clears throat> excuse me very very interesting uh to see the models come out and you know they're getting ready to go to their show and they're beautiful they got the dresses and the skirts and the outfits and whatnot very very nice uh we did have a an experience we were going to go to a high-end luxury club but you one thing and this is a tidbit to all my 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 peeps out there if you're if you're planning on travel uh traveling out there to um uh, to miami you're going to the to the clubs or whatnot the high-end club you do have to wear um pants right you have to wear all black or something close to all black you have to wear pants right you can't show up in shorts we i didn't pack any pants it was miami it was hot i packed shorts so we're pulling up and they say, yeah, we can't let you in, you, the, the gentleman and me and David in, because we both wore shorts. So uh, we were sad about it at first, but we got over it. We just went somewhere else and we had a great time. So no harm, no foul there. Um, great, great trip. I recommend people going to uh, Miami. The sucky part. Now, this is the sucky part that, that I've experienced at the hotel. Now, the sucky part. The first part was I had a bad experience with the pool guy at the hotel. Sorry, hotel, you guys are great, but I got, hey, I'm a podcaster. I got to put your, what happened on blast. Now, what ended up happening at the hotel, um, the second day we were there, Simone, um, we're in the pool, right? Hold on, I'm, I'm parched, guys. Sorry about that. I'm parched. I'm coming back from vacation and coming back to work. I'm, I'm really parched. Um, so at the hotel, uh, you know, the, we were at the pool. The second day we're at the pool. We're relaxing. We're doing our thing. We're swimming. We hopped in the jacuzzi. You know, it was very, very nice. Very, very. As um, soon as we got done, 
you know, I'm looking around for the, there's a, 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 not a bin, but more like a cubby storage where they keep the towels, the pool towels. Uh, they were out of pool towels. So I went to the bar. It was like, uh, it was the pool, the jacuzzi, some outdoor seating, and then they had a bar. So I went up to the bar, the guy, uh, he's big, big buff dude. I went up to him and I said, hey man, uh, how you doing? Um, it, it seems like you might be out of pool towels over there. Do you have something in the back that me and my friends can grab? So he hesitated at first, but then he went back, got me the towels, and he said, hey, you know, just long as once you dry it off, return back to the pool immediately, is what he said. I said, oh, okay. Um, I didn't think so much of it because, you know, when I, I worked, and obviously I worked in hotels. So when I worked in hotels uh, before, we had a pool, and guests are allowed to take the pools up to the room, right? That's just... It, it, the, the amount of money that hotels spent on towels is very, very little. Trust me. I know. I've seen the budget. I know how much they spend on certain things. Pool towels doesn't cost them that much because they don't buy the high-end expensive towels for pools, that is. So I didn't think never, nothing of it. I said to my friends, like, hey, let's just go ahead and just let's take this up with us. Like, I, I got to drive. I'm not carrying, I'm leaving uh, water and, and drips all over the ground. So we went upstairs, took a shower, got took care of that stuff. Um, and then I, I was looking around and I couldn't find my phone and I'm looking around, couldn't find my phone. And my friend David called it and I said, okay, it must be downstairs by the pool. So go down there, walking around pool guy, big buff dude comes up and he says, he's looking at me as if I lost something. Right. And he knows that he has my phone. So I said, okay, yeah, maybe he's looking at me. Maybe he knows where my phone is. So I go up to him. And I said to him, like, hey, uh, hey, you know, we were just down here a couple of minutes ago. Uh, it appears that I might have left my phone. Um, have you seen an, an iPhone? And he says, can you describe it? I said, yeah, it's, and it's this guy, it's this phone, guys. It's the blue, it's a blue iPhone uh, with uh, white covering on it. And you can't see it due to my notification, but it says film on it on my screen. And he was like, okay. So I followed him to the pool. He pulls it out. I said, yeah, that's my phone. And he was like, he hesitated. And he's like, can you describe it? And I said, okay. Yes, it's blue. It's an iPhone 13. And it has white coverings all over it. And on the side, it says film. And the screen is all white. So he's like, what's your passcode? I'm like, bro, I just described my phone. Like, I, I described it twice to you now. So I said, okay, hold it up. Because it's, it's, it's the passcode. I'm not going to say obviously on the show, but... It's a passcode on there that you may not know how to spell. Let me let me spell it. So I spelled it and it opened. And I was like, okay, that's my phone. He hesitated again, Simone. I said, bro. I said, I said, bro, give me my fucking phone. Like, that's my phone. My phone's very, very private. I have a lot of stuff on my phone. Whether it's banking information, social media, and other stuff. I have a lot of stuff on my phone. So I gave him my he gave me my phone finally. And I'm like, bro, I don't have time to, to do this. So I had something in my hand. I didn't know what it was in my hand, Simone. So when I text, I like to use the dictation when I text. Like you press it, you say what you want to, to say out to a text. It just works. I love it. That's how I do it. So I'm about to do that. And another server comes into the elevator. But I didn't really mind him so much at first. So I did, I did a dictation. I said, hey, found my phone. Uh, it was by the pool. I left it by the pool. But the pool bar guy was acting like a dick about it. So he looks at me. I look at him. He's like, oh, you complain about home, dude, there? I was like, 
yeah and i said to him yeah y'all's pool guy is a little bit uh a little bit hostile towards guests i worked in hotels guys i know all about it you cannot be hostile towards a guest no matter if they're wrong on something they're always right you cannot be hostile so i you know i did it so we went to the lobby and i'm dressed by that time um but i had to go to the store and get some detergent for it to wash our clothes for that night so we're going upstairs and you know i'm doing my thing there i'm, I'm relaxing and going he's like we're on the elevator he was like hey you want to explain it to our main bar or the main bar manager and i said yeah i'm in my bag why not because i don't want him doing that to another guest right um so i ended up going to the main bar manager telling him the story about what happened and he was like at first you know you know the towels they do that to make sure that uh, no one steals the towels when they leave and i said to him like hey i understand that but hotels you shouldn't be like that um, I've got fresher, more expensive towels at my house, and it's not a flex, guys, but I'm like, I don't need to steal your $5 towels. I'm good. The towels are not that comfortable. It's not worth, I can go into Target and buy a six set of towels, and they feel much better than your hotel. I didn't say that part, but in my mind, it's like, it's, I'm not going to steal your towels, rest assured. So, um, so that party understood and he understood about the, the pool guy so they had a word with him i had to go and get some detergent i'm coming back to uh from 7-eleven with detergent dude come pool guy comes walking up to me as if he about to jug and about to swing on me he says hey bro can i holler at you for a minute i said in my mind like what the fuck bro i'm not your bruh i'm a guest here so then I thought, okay, maybe he's trying to apologize, right? Maybe he, maybe he, he made, maybe he made a mistake. We all made mistakes. So I say, all right, let me hear him out. I go over, <clears throat> and he comes and says, "Hey, bro, you lied on me, bro. I just want to verify to make sure that was your right, that was the correct phone." And I said, I said bro really you really gonna sit there and try to yeah he's getting hostile guys he's like hey bro you lied on me bro i'm just trying to verify your phone and then he's doing this number here uh, for the video version of this this segment you guys can see but the audio y'all can't see but he has his fingers up in my face as if he about to swing i'm like bro i like it mama you better get your 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 hands out my face like that I'm from Atlanta. You can't do that in Atlanta. Don't put your face, your fingers in my face like that. So he's going on and on and on. And I said, and I said, okay, let me stop you right there. Right? I said, hey, shut up. Let me stop you right there. Because you're very hostile towards a guest, number one. Number two, I'd rather discuss this with your manager because your manager can put you in place because this is not right. You you get loud and you going whoop, whoop, whoop like that. You about to get swing on at this point so big buff dude i'm small kennedy who's who lost weight now but he's bigger than me i'll be honest but when you're getting hostile i get mad so i'm going to just talk to your manager your general manager who paid who who supervises you and i'm done talking to you because i thought you were going to apologize you didn't give me an apology and you look you look very threatening like you about to swing and punch me so i'm done with you 
So I go upstairs to drop off the detergent. And I come down and my friend Jess, she comes with me. Shout out to Jess. And, you know, I'm going to the, the, the manager. And he was like, hey, I, I was just... I, I was informed about what just happened because before that, when he when he walked off, there was a young lady that was a server at the hotel. She looking up, scared as, sh- as shit because she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he just did that." So I ended up going to her and I said, "Hey, is your gener- is your general manager still in? Because y'all's pool guard, y'all's uh, bar guy, about to get his ass kicked." I guess is what I said. So, uh, she was so she was terrified. Looks like it. So she ended up telling the manager, and then the manager knew, and then the manager said the bar manager said yeah we we actually caught all of that on camera right because we were positioned right in front of a camera (laughs) and he didn't know because he was just so anxious um so all of it got on camera and i did we did get compensated some drinks we were trying to get some conversation off the room entirely uh but we ended up getting comp drinks instead um you know things like that doesn't really bother me but that was the the that was an experience i've never experienced like i've never had somebody that's working in customer service try to do that i remember when i worked in property management management with marriott i would never never ever 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 try to do that to a guest let alone working in an institution right now dealing with students i would never in my life would do that that's cause for termination because that's what I told him like hey if I was the manager of this establishment I would have fired him right then and there I would have said I'm gonna cover your shift grab your shit you're done is what I would have done um because that's a huge no-no in that field so uh that was the first experience now the the last experience because we got to move on um was the uh flight cancellation <laughs> Uh, without getting in too much detail, because I don't want to go so much in details with that, because that was a, a, a horrid experience. It was a good experience, but a, a horrid, because I never thought it would happen, but our flight did get canceled um, trying to return to Atlanta, because apparently there was a, a huge uh, storm, uh, for sure. So, it, look, that happens. Guys, anticipate that stuff happening, because we did have to spend more money. Um, that we didn't really want to spend, but we were we had to. So, um, flight got canceled from uh, out of Fort Lauderdale. So, uh, didn't return. You know, couldn't have a return flight. They had to cancel it, and that was it. So, we're dealing with Spirit now, getting some refunded uh, money back as well. So, very very unexpected story for that, but it was a great trip. Shout out to my squad again, Muncie jess and david sorry guys i got to put y'all on blast on the show you guys are awesome it was a very awesome trip uh i can't wait to take many uh many many more trips for sure now we we got to move on because monica gray's here in the studio now she today has what we like to call the gray report and she's talking about technology news now she's not talking about relationship news today she's 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 stepping it up a little bit so monica take it away honey Apple will launch the iPhone 15 Pro on September 
30, according to 9to5Mac, and while they didn't say whether the phone would launch with an exclusive set of unsatisfying GIFs, it wouldn't surprise me. September 15th is, is a Friday, you could, it's right there. This is a render of the iPhone 15 Pro posted by Ian Zelbo on Twitter, showing a noticeably smaller bezel than the 14 Pro, an obviously misleading post that Twitter's community notes could not let stand without linking to a clarifying article written by Ian's elbow. <laughs> Community notes are actually one of the few things that have gotten noticeably better under Elon. It's like people tweet sassy things and they'll say, additional context, this person is just a little hangry right now. But the thinner bezels might not help iPhone sales as much as being the only smartphone on the market with a 3 nanometer processor thanks to a timed exclusivity deal with TSMC. The foundry will eat the cost of any defective batches, but Apple will be paying more for the chips, which probably explains other rumors that Apple's increasing the storage for the 15 Pro and Pro Max while also upping the price for the base model by $100 and $200, respectively, to $1299 and $1199, disrespectively. I don't know if that's a word, and I'm not checking. The quest for a room-temperature superconductor continues, with scientists, Twitter users, and degenerates racing to validate it, argue about it, and create fake evidence for it, respectively. Sorry, that was, that was the last one. If you've either been living under a rock or have simply realized you're incredibly out of your depth trying to read preprint physical chemistry papers, a couple weeks ago, Korean researchers claimed to have synthesized a room-temperature superconductor they called LK-99 a sassy Star Wars droid, just kidding, kicking off a mad dash to replicate the study's findings, since, if it's real, LK-99 could revolutionize human technology by letting us do things like levitate frogs. That's not true, but it kind of is, so I'm moving on. Making the material itself is pretty complicated, but some groups have claimed to have some success, from established researchers to engineers like Andrew McCallop, who have been live-blogging their attempts on Twitter. Despite all the developments though, the superconductivity of LK99 is still heavily in question, so commercial fusion power probably isn't just around the corner. It might only be around a couple more corners though, since the same researchers who demoed the first net gain fusion reaction back in December just announced another, even more net gainier success. Stay on the ground, frogs. Your time shall yet come. Unless you're an incredibly wealthy frog who can afford a ticket to the commercial space station built by Airbus and Voyager Space when it replaces the International Space Station sometime after 2031, maybe. Frogs apparently only live for 6 to 8 years, but that's not Airbus's problem. The proposed station, called Starlab, was originally a joint project between Colorado-based Voyager Space and Lockheed Martin, but the latter is being downgraded to a supplier. European aerospace giant Airbus is replacing them as a designer and builder of Starlab, bringing closer ties with the European Space Agency, or ESA, to the project. Starlab is receiving the largest funding award given by NASA towards many such proposed space stations, continuing the space industry's current trend of having private companies with names like Axiom Space, that's a real one, spearhead humanity's starward expansion. Because that always went quite well in my favorite space documentaries. You know, like, like Alien. They confirmed we're not alone. They can do the things we can't. Now it's time for Quake Bids brought to you by the Ridge Wallet, whose compact and slim design allows you to carry your essential cards and cash without weighing you down. I mean, 
I mean, you would hate that. You're always on the go. <laughs> I, I know you so well. With RFID blocking technology, your cards are protected from digital theft and the Ridge Wallet is made from high-quality materials like titanium, carbon fiber, and aluminum, ensuring its durability. Upgrade your everyday carry with the Ridge Wallet and enjoy the freedom of a minimalist lifestyle, which comes with a bonus feeling of superiority. Check them out at the link below and use the code LINKED at checkout for free shipping and 10% off your purchase. <sighs> this quick bits intro ain't what it used to be. Because they're all different. We never do we never do the same one. We got AMD's next-gen RDNA 4 gaming graphics cards won't compete with NVIDIA's high-end models, according to Twitter leaker Kepler, causing some people, I imagine, to freak out. But as Kepler tweeted, yes, I'm still calling them tweets, AMD has actually used this strategy numerous times in the past. Team Red's Polaris-based RX 400 and 500 series were praised on their price-to-performance, despite avoiding a direct toe-to-toe -to -toe with NVIDIA's RTX 1080. It's why TechLink doesn't benchmark GPUs. Linus Tech Tips does that. We just stay in our lane of, you know. In other GPU news, Intel announced their graphics drivers will now collect telemetry by default, causing a bit of a fuss among those who thought this meant their GPUs would start spying on them and selling their data to advertisers. And, well, I mean, those people are right. If by spying, they mean logging the categories of websites you visit, and by selling to advertisers, they mean making the data available to Intel so they can use it to optimize GPU drivers in the same way that NVIDIA and AMD do. I'm assuming Intel just didn't know they could do this. What? Selling their data to advertisers by which I mean our engineers? No. OpenAI has provided a way for website admins to block the company's web crawler called GPT-Bot from scraping their websites for AI training data. Wow. Pretty big of OpenAI to allow this. Although, they did already scrape, like, the entire web to train their existing models, but, y you know, it's like a bunch of kids promising to not throw a bag of turds at your front door if you don't want them to, after they already did it about a dozen times. And I would have to admit that I would appreciate them saying that. YouTuber MrBeast, aka Jimmy Donaldson, has been sued by Virtual Dining Concepts, VDC, the company that operated the YouTuber's ghost kitchen restaurant chain, for failing to follow through with his contractual obligations. Obligations that Donaldson tried to get out of by first suing VDC himself a week ago over, among other things, burger quality. It's, it's a big issue. This really is not tech news, but I'm putting it in because maybe this might end the abomination that is ghost kitchens through the power of corporations and rich people suing each other. It's all any of us can hope for. And despite everyone agreeing that it's probably not gonna happen, Elon Musk seems to think his fight with Mark Zuckerberg is still on, tweeting that he's lifting weights at work in preparation. Zuck replied on, of course, threads, saying his suggested date of August 26th wasn't confirmed, suggesting the fight be streamed on a more reliable platform than Twitter. I don't know whether he means threads or Facebook there, because what? And calling out Musk's tweets as akin to his famous claim of having funding secured to buy Twitter, which he only did after being forced to, basically. Sure enough, yesterday Musk tweeted that the exact date is still in flux and he may require surgery before the fight can happen, which I can only assume means he's getting a Neuralink installed so he can activate cyborg reflexes, like in Cyberpunk. I don't know, that's the only way he's beating Zuck. This guy's killing it on the jujitsu mat and on social media. I don't want to like Zuck, and I don't, but... Eh. That's my girl, Monica. She always in the studio doing some amazing things. 
ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Monica Gray in the evening will be returning very soon. Uh, on behalf of all of us with our studios, we just were busy and doing a lot of shows as of late. But we'll, we'll, girl, we're gonna bring you back on, on your show. Um, so we're excited. I'm excited because I will be doing the segment of our must-watch list. Thank you, Kennedy, for allowing me to do this segment because I know that's normally your segment. But me and you did see the the movie because we were going to review it, not together, but separately. We we saw uh, this movie, of course, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I just got to say, this has got to be one of the best movies that we've received so far in this phase. Uh, this movie is heartfelt. This movie has a lot uh, to do with friendship, and it has a lot to do with, you know, the, the impacts of, of everybody. Now, spoiler alert to a lot of people who may have not seen this movie as of yet, but if you have seen this movie, what are you waiting for? It's available right now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, even it has an IMAX, too. So if you got one of those high-scale TVs in your home, take advantage of this for sure. So this movie is, you know, it's a backstory of Rocket, right? How Rocket was formed, how Rocket became a rock from a raccoon to a, a, a superhero, basically. So it's a backstory of that. And really, he had his, her, his whole furry friends, of course, a bunny rabbit by the name of Floyd. You've got the otter by the name of uh, Lila and the the Juarez, his name is Tiefs, and to see how these were just average animals and of course they were turned into these little machines and with intelligence um with now to create uh Chris Pratt's character Star-Lord you know is trying to find himself because he's still in love with Gamora but Gamora's not the same Gamora so Gamora from the different pastime because the current Gamora dies of course obviously in the infinite uh, War, Avengers Infinity War movies. So it's a whole lot of things. Of course, you've got Nebula. Now, Kennedy, you said this best night, great. Nebula in this movie, she's funny, but she's she portrays somebody's angry Marvel, right? She's always yelling at folks. And then if it was me, I'd be like, girl, who are you yelling at like that? You ain't my mama. So I don't know. It's a very, very interesting uh, thing with her. Her character development, of course, you've got Drax played by Dave Bautista. Uh, he did say this was his last Marvel movie, so I thought he was gonna die in this movie, but you know, it's trying, he's retiring the character. Or maybe if Marvel say, hey, how much it gonna take for you to come back? I mean, at this point, I'm just kidding. You know, he's a good actor, fantastic actor, he's been a lot of great things. Um, but if Marvel, I, I do believe if Marvel say, okay, how much you want if you come back, he'll come back. Um, very, very interesting story concept. It's just, this one is just so good because it's not only action-packed, but it's, some moments make you cry, right? I think, for us, all of the rocket scenes make me cry, right? Because these furry friends think they, you know, they have hope in the future and, and, and change, and, you know, it turns out that three of them die, all three of them die, and, of course, Rocket, you know, he has something like a stopper in his heart, that he's been, you know, sick and meal and he's not doing so well and, you know, he comes close to, to death and come close to heaven and reunited to these furry friends, but of course being brought back to life. You know, moments like that, really, it's sad. It's a sad movie. It's a sad movie, but it's an interesting movie. Um, it's heartfelt. It's really well thought out. 
James Gunn, honestly, he does really amazing movies, right? It's very interesting to see a James Gunn film in Marvel because now he's the CEO of DC. So very, very interesting how that transpired. Uh, but this movie, again, like I say, the best movie in our generation uh, or best movie in the phase uh, for sure thus far. Right, and I, I really am. I, it gets me excited for the next phase. I know the next phase is going to be great because you know you got Fantastic Four, you've got um, the the Armor Wars, you've got some of the series coming out, you've got X Men and Deadpool. So it's oh, and Avengers is coming back for the next phase. So it's exciting. It's very very exciting for 2024, 2025 year. Um, but this is a movie. This is a movie that I recommend you guys watching it. It's available right now on Disney Plus. Don't miss out on it. It's a great one. Now, coming up next on our show, we've got Tyrus Lester coming back for coming back for his, his voicing and, and his, his, his intelligence. And me and him are going to start tag teaming out for our hip hop news because we're we're big into hip hop. I know Kenley, he's big into hip hop as well. Um, Tyrus, take it away. And let's get to work. All right, Tory Lanez was sentenced today in a Los Angeles court. He was found guilty of shooting Meg Thee Stallion in the foot after leaving a LA party back in 2020. We were wondering what was going to happen. We seen the uproar after he was found guilty with his dad and his family and it was just absolutely an insane scene. We were wondering what would happen to him. And today, a judge in LA sentenced him to 10 years behind bars. Now the hearing began Monday and wrapped on Tuesday, ending the high profile case that saw Meg subjected to what prosecutors called repeated and grotesque attacks and cast a spotlight on the scrutiny black woman face when reporting abuse. Now, they allege that Tory Lane shot three-time Grammy winner Meg Thee Stallion, whose legal name is Megan Pete, following a party at Kylie Jenner's Hollywood Hills home back in 2020. Now, Tory pled guilty, or excuse me, not guilty, but a jury found him guilty of three felony charges back in December, assault with a semi-automatic firearm, carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in the vehicle, and discharging a firearm with gross negligence. Now, the charges carry a maximum sentence of 22 years and eight months behind bars. Prosecutors asked for a 13-year sentence, noting in sentencing memorandum that Lane's re-traumatized the savage rapper with social media posts about the trial that led his followers to target her now in seeking a shorter sentence his lawyers argued for probation and that he would be released from jail to a residential substance abuse program they claimed that lanes had alcohol abuse disorder anxiety and post-traumatic stress from the unexpected death of his mother when he was 11 years old now i haven't seen anything come out from tory lanes personally haven't seen anything come out yet from his family as i'm talking i'm actually looking that up man oh man y'all leave a comment in the comment section let me know what y'all think about this situation. I know that this story is split right down the middle. Some of y'all feel as though he's completely innocent, while others feel as though he is getting what he deserves and can't believe how people can find this brother innocent of anything, that he is very guilty. I'm going to go ahead and I don't know how I feel about the situation. I thought it was a shit show to begin with. I thought that there was a lot of dishonesty. I feel as though there's still a lot of things that we don't know and that aren't being talked about or aren't being uh broadcasted but at the end of the day this brother faced 10 years behind bars all right will neil be the latest celebrity to apologize for his opinion on something he feels what am i talking about you ask well a couple of days ago 
He did an interview with Gloria Velez and the conversation came about of children switching their gender, switching their sexual identities, and whether or not he agreed with the notion. He went in a power phrase and basically said, if you allowed a kid to decide what they want to eat and they want to eat candy all day, that's exactly what they're going to do. Is that healthy for them? Is that something that you want as a parent for them to do? Do you have an obligation as a parent to protect, provide, educate, and make decisions for your child while they're developing and growing their own way of thinking, a proper way of thinking, etc. Yes, you are. So he took a lot of heat for that. He took a lot of slack for that. Basically, you called homophobic, and we all don't know all the other phobias that they like to stigmatize and throw on antis and all that other shit, right? So it looked like he was ready to apologize. He had something on his social media account, and I'm going to read it for you guys right now. It says, after much reflection, I like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parroting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and in inclusivity in the LGBTQ, I don't know what that letter is, plus community. So I understand how my comments could have interpreted as a sensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I honestly admit that I plan to do better edu to educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy at the end of the day. I leave with love and support everyone's freedom and expression and pursuit of happiness. That was some bullshit. And I'm not saying that he has to go against anybody, but the fact that he felt the need to apologize for his opinion, I thought was whack. I thought was Bush League, and we've seen it way too many times. Then we see Neo get on his social media handle, and it's not words. It's, uh, it's, it's not something behind... Uh, a silhouette of him performing with some nice lettering. It's him coming out of the horse's mouth speaking on how he feels about this situation. Caption, he wrote this. Okay, this shit is getting out of hand. From the horse's mouth. I will not be bullied into apologizing for having an opinion. Agreeing to disagree is not a declaration of war. Lord knows I ain't perfect. I've made my mistakes indeed. And I've apologized to the people I've hurt for those mistakes. I cannot cast a stone if I wanted to, which I don't, and I haven't. My intentions is never to offend anybody, but my opinion is mine, and I'm entitled to it. I don't care what y'all do with yours, that's yours. This is how I feel. If one of my seven kids were to decide that he or she wanted to be something other than what they were born as, once they're old enough and mature enough to make that decision, so be it. Not gonna love him any less. Daddy is still daddy, and he loves you regardless. But this isn't even a discussion until they are mentally mature enough to have such a discussion period point blank whatever y'all do y'all i'ma do me and we can agree to disagree and coexist peacefully love is the only true power y'all leave a comment in the comment section let me know what y'all think of what neo had to say y'all leave a comment in the comment section let me know what you feel about this entire situation in general my opinion is children are children for a reason they are not mentally capable of making certain decisions and if we allow the influences of the culture and the world and social media whatever the case may be dictate decisions that's very dangerous that's very vital we're allowing the media and the television to control our lives now if they grow up and they want to be that way like neil said i agree so be it daddy is always going to be daddy so after hearing the final sentencing of 10 years for Tory Lanez in this case, so Ugly God is accused of shooting and killing his best friend's father. So in late June, Ronaldo Devalde passed away in Gulfport, Mississippi from gunshot wounds. 
As per WLOX, the police were notified about a midnight shooting, but were unable to get there in time to save the person in question. Upon arrival, they found the 50-year-old dead inside a vehicle. Police Chief Adam Cooper told the press that they have a suspect in custody, but no further details have been revealed yet. A person related to Thavalde, who goes by Tashia on social media, has since posted multiple TikToks asserting that Ugly God was responsible for the shooting. Additionally, she shared a case report showing that the 26-year-old rapper is a suspect for carrying out the murder with the small caliber handgun. She also claims that he won't be prosecuted due to his connections, despite boasting about his involvement in the crime. Hi, my name is Ronaldo Buggy De Lavade. I was 50 years old when I was murdered by my son's best friend, 629-2023, at the home I live at with his mother and my wife and two of our sons. There was an argument the night before that included his mom, Rhonda Reese, and Safina Dedo, my wife, whom stood by and was present at the whole shooting. After that argument the night before, I removed all my clothes and was proceeding on my life. I was lured back to the house the next day by telling me my 11-year-old was being put out. I knew I was in danger going there, so I did not get out of the car at all. I felt the danger and tried to avoid it. I spoke to Royce, the ugly guy sitting in the front of the house in my car where his mother later walked out to throw her gasoline on the situation. After I thought the conversation was over, I was leaving. I was pulling off in my car where he shot me four times in the face. I never seen it coming. This was Shirley and Royce Davidson's ugly god, Fio Rodriguez, on Facebook. He changes his name daily, but that was his plan from the beginning. He claimed self-defense so that his uncle, Damon Reese, that is currently a judge and currently running now, would make sure he is free. But what he didn't know is that regardless what was portrayed or what he thought, my three sisters and brother would never let this go under the radar as they all of them planned. He really thought I was a nobody. I am Ronaldo De La Valde. So Offset stands by Kai Sinat following arrest for fan frenzy. So Offset took the Twitter on Friday, August 4th to denounce the city as a whole for taking Sinat into custody. How you lock Kai up for giving back to his fans? New York be tripping. He wrote, although Kai Sinat was released from prison on Saturday, August 5th. According to the Associated Press, Kai Sinat first got into hot water when he promised his followers, most of whom are teenagers, a wide sundry of giveaway products, including a new PlayStation. The crowd of fans mobbed Union Square on Friday, August 4th, and it wasn't long before chaos ensued. Footage from the outlet shows that the fans quickly began hurling bottles, jumping on cars, and fist fighting with one another, and the NYPD quickly lost control of the situation. At the end of the melee, several people were injured and more than 60 people, including 30 juveniles, were arrested. I don't think people realize the level of discipline that we showed to take a very dangerous, volatile situation and to be able to bring it to a level of resolve without any loss of life or any substantial damage to property and without young people harming themselves. NYC Mayor Eric Adams said in a statement to the outlet, Kai Sinat faces a multitude of serious charges, including inciting a riot and promoting an unlawful gathering in New York City. But what do you think about what Offset had to say about Kai Sinat's situation in New York City? So Plies recently responded to the riverboat brawl that happened in Alabama. Plies has weighed in on the latest pop culture happenings, this time sharing a colorful reaction to the brawl that broke out at an Alabama riverfront this past weekend. The viral incident took place at Montgomery Riverfront Park on Saturday, August 5th, and appeared to be racially divided as several white and black people were seen fighting each other on the dock. From there, several other white men began jumping in and hitting the dock worker. One witness, who was apparently watching from the riverboat, could be heard screaming at onlookers who were on the shore to help out the dock worker. At least one of the men heeded the call and stepped in to break up the fight. Another person even swam to the dock to help out. 
Things didn't stop there though as more men came and joined the confrontation and at one point during the brawl a man can be seen swinging a foldable chair and using it to hit a woman over the head. He was quickly detained by police officers who arrived on the scene and were eventually able to defuse the situation. Rapper Plies was among the many people who reveled in the racially charged mayhem and took to Instagram on Sunday August 6th to post a video of his hilarious reaction. Former NFL star Terrell Owens shared Plies' enthusiasm, writing in the comments section, You ain't by yourself. I sure wish I was at the crib last night, too. Trump got these white people feeling themselves. I bet they'll think twice before running up on some more black people. Jazzy Faye also added, Haha, boy, you been crazy. According to WFSA 12, Montgomery police have issued four arrest warrants over the riverfront brawl, and it's possible more will follow after they review additional footage. Police confirmed that several people have been detained and charges are pending. Montgomery Mayor Stephen Reed said in a statement on Sunday, Last night, the Montgomery Police Department acted swiftly to detain several reckless individuals for attacking a man who was doing his job. Warrants are being signed and justice will be served. So, what are your thoughts on the brawl that took place in Montgomery? And what do you think of Ply's reaction? It's Ply's, baby. No, so I did see the riot. Uh, it looked like, look. That shit look like WWE. <laughs> uh, it look so happened in Montgomery, Alabama, and you know, I saw chairs. I saw black versus white. I saw hands swinging. I saw one one guy swimming from across the lake or the canal to get to the guy to help him out. These are some crazy times we live in, guys. Some very, very crazy ass times we live in. I don't, I don't know what this is, but it is, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So, and I, and what's funny about it too is on TikTok and, and Facebook and Instagram, everybody's doing a lot of reenactments, a lot of reenactments of what happened. People are doing this stuff just to see if they can go viral. Um, but it is crazy. Uh, speaking of what's not crazy, of course, we've got James here in the studio for our sports report segment of the KLP Aftermath. James, take it away, man. I went back this morning and looked. In the last decade, that's 10 years, that's a lot of football. Big sample size. We met back and looked at every single first-round quarterback pick. There have been exactly 30. And they fall, in my opinion, into three categories. Six of them are stars. Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Lawrence, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Can't deny it. Absolutely special. Six of them, of 30, six of 30 are stars. Four others are what I would call high-end starters. There is some star quality, but missing something. Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Tua. I'm not a huge Tua fan, but he is. he's got some Drew Brees similarities in terms of uh, you know, competency and leadership, good guy, super accurate. So this class has three first-round quarterbacks. Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and C.J. Stroud. And I can see all three of them having some success. And I can see all three failing. Bryce Young is really small. Anthony Richardson is insanely raw. And C.J. Stroud is just not talented enough to overcome the Houston Texans nonsense. And what really is the most interesting one is probably C.J. Stroud. I mean, it's so random. It's one of the weirdest things in the history of the NFL draft. Ohio State football, top five program all time, maybe top two or three, 
has never had a legitimate star franchise quarterback for any long-term uh, distance in the NFL. That is so weird to me. I mean, of all the great programs in America, one, Ohio State, never had a star quarterback in the NFL. Joe Burrow was there but transferred. And I have no real idea why. They've had great coaches, offensive coaches. They get pass protection. They have star receivers. My only guess is that being a quarterback at Ohio State doesn't necessarily prepare you for the NFL. You have such staggering talent around you compared to the rest of your conference not called Michigan that it just doesn't prepare you to get hit, to throw into small windows, to have to run for cover. In Ohio State, it's four and five star linemen, five star receivers, great coaching staffs, and a conference mostly outside of Michigan you can walk over. That's my guess. But if you told me today, on August 8th, Tuesday, Tuesday, August 8th, uh, I had to pick one that would miss, I would probably pick C.J. Stroud from all the things I've heard in camp. I think Anthony Richardson is so talented that with Shane Steichen, a brilliant offensive coach, I just think he's going to be productive. I don't know if he's going to win a lot. But he's going to be so absurdly productive. It's like 6'4 255. He's going to be like tackling a defensive end. Cam Newton, Big Ben, first couple of years. They just ran over people. Josh Allen was completing 55% of his throws for a year, year and a half. He just ran over people. I can see Anthony Richardson with Shane Steichen, a brilliant coach, a star running back, and a good offensive line. I can just see him being productive. Maybe winning five games. But you look up and you're like, yep, nobody plays like that. He could be special. Uh, Bryce Young, I think, has a really good head coach in Frank Reich, really good quarterback room, an offensive line that's better than people think, and they ran the football last year, and an owner willing to roll the dice. Um, I could see him succeeding, not lasting for 15 years. Not all players are, but he's a smart kid, high school, college, walked into the room and just figured it out very quickly. The reports are very positive so far. And then there's C.J. Stroud, rookie defensive head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, weird owner, below average roster. Like, not a lot, he's not talented enough to overcome that. Like, Jared Goff, when he had Jeff Fisher and that staff, was not talented enough to overcome the mess. Then he got an offensive coach, Andrew Whitworth at left tackle. Then it worked. But if you said today, I've got to pick one today after what I've heard in camp, what I've seen, the video highlights, all the stories, I've been following all of them. If I had to pick one that just won't work, I don't know if C.J. Stroud is good enough to overcome rookie coach, rookie coordinator, impulsive, odd owner, and a roster right now that's in a rebuild. Excited to watch, can see all three rookie quarterbacks working, but in a decade. 30 first-round quarterbacks, six stars, four high-end starters, and 20 guys who can't win a Super Bowl and probably can't get there. Somebody's not going to make it in this class. You could argue all three could miss. So the USA Today College Football Coaches Poll came out yesterday. And speaking of coaches, there's not a bad one in the top 10. No sport in America is more driven by coaching than college football. The coaches in the top 10... Georgia Kirby Smart, Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, Ryan Day, Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley, 
Number seven's Penn State, James Franklin. Uh, Mike Norvell at Florida State. You don't know much about him, but he's a really good coach, and they get better every year. Dabo Sweeney and Josh Heupel at Tennessee, who people like a lot. Um, Jim Harbaugh, though, may get more criticism than all of them. And it's weird. Nick Saban whiffed in the NFL, could not make it in professional football. Harbaugh won two division titles, got to three NFC championships, and a Super Bowl. And that's inheriting a complete tire fire. Turn it around immediately. In seven years, if you take out the COVID season, which was a mess, seven years, five at Michigan, 10 plus wins. 77% wins. He's clearly right now today, this morning, led Michigan to a better overall program football-wise today than Ohio State, a top five program. But sports fans tend to be addicted and cling to championships. So despite the fact that he has never failed and turned around everywhere virtually overnight, including the Niners, he doesn't have natties, so people think less of him. And he's not cool, and he's kind of quirky, and his offense isn't necessarily fun, it's old school. And we all like in the media and fans, we like people we can put into boxes and they're simple, and Harbaugh is complex. No sport is more coach-driven. In the NBA, it's star-driven. Soccer, star-driven. Baseball, payroll, and front office-driven. NFL, we found that out when Brady and Belichick divorced. It's quarterback-driven. I love Andy Reid, but it's more Mahomes than Andy. College football's top 10, there are no B coaches. They're all A's. But Harbaugh's the one that gets criticism, despite the fact that many college coaches have gone to the NFL. Lou Holtz, Steve Spurrier, Saban, legendary coaches, Urban Meyer's on our show today, and the NFL thing didn't work. Pro football just didn't work for him, for whatever reason. Harbaugh was a star, but there's something about him that rubs people the wrong way. Well, it's Michigan, everybody wins. Rich Rod didn't. Brady Hoke didn't. That, that stuff didn't work at all. Uh, and Michigan, by the way, doesn't win big as much as you think. One national title in 75 years. They're not LSU where Ed Orgeron can win a title. They're not Bama, they're not Georgia, they're not USC, they're not Oklahoma, they're not Ohio State historically. One title in 1997 in 75 years. Two recent coaches flamed out, Rich Rod and Brady Hoke. And here's Harbaugh, not necessarily likable, unorthodox, not cool, offense isn't that fun to watch. And here he is, number two in the country and clearly the program of current note, inertia, and momentum in the Big Ten. When you look at their schedule, it becomes pretty clear. Lots and lots of W's. It will come down to two games. November 11th at Penn State. They may be an underdog. It'll be close. And then hosting Ohio State two weeks later. That's their season. My guess is they run the table. I think they're that good. At Michigan State will be thorny and prickly, it's a rival, but Michigan this year is the deepest and best they've ever been, and they have a young quarterback who may, may or may not, be a mid to late first round pick. So they've got it all, the coach, the quarterback, uh, the best offensive line returning in college football, momentum, a star running back, couple of high end receivers, pass rushers, they've got it all. But yet nobody is embraced less often than Harbaugh as a great coach because he's not easy to, to fit into a box and he doesn't have that title and fans are uncompromising. You're no good without a title. Charles Barkley doesn't have one, Dan Marino doesn't have one, but we punish coaches who can't hold up a trophy. They can't.
Thanks, James, for that sports report. Of course, guys, check out Sports Talk with James Myers, Christina Collin, and my man, we see her here today, Towers Lester. Very, very excited for that. So that's going to wrap it up here in our podcast today, our Grand Slam show. We back from Miami, Florida. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, Simone, it's always a, tre- uh, a, 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 a treasure, a, a treat. Couldn't even get the words out. Um, Monica, James, T, you guys are awesome. I love all of y'all. Um, again, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, I can't even say Stitcher no more because Stitcher's getting ready to come out of business. But Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, um, Audacy, please leave a, a like and share with your friends. And if you're watching the video version of this on our YouTube or the KLP Aftermath Reels, thank you guys. Check us out on YouTube at KLP Entertainment, Facebook also at KLP Entertainment. Um, we've got so much content on both those channels along with our audio channels. So uh, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, give us a share right because a share goes a long way and for youtube as always like comment and subscribe to the youtube channel um so that way you don't miss out on content from us here at klp entertainment now that's going to wrap it up here on the podcast this has been klp klp aftermath season six with your host klp kennedy lucas as always I like to say stay safe stay swanky peace <laughs>